Welcome to The Complete Works, an official podcast of Filmbook. The Complete Works is a podcast that delves film by film into the filmography of a Hollywood actor, director, writer, or composer. Hello and welcome to another edition of The Complete Works. I'm your host, Doug Hess. If you're tuning in to Complete Works for the first time, well, welcome. What we do on this podcast is discuss a specific movie from a film actor, actress, director, or composer's film career. Currently, we're working our way through uh, Christopher Nolan's uh, film career. And in this episode of The Complete Works, I'm going to be discussing the movie The Prestige. For, uh, you can find more information on The Complete Works podcast on film-book.com by using the search term The Complete Works. You can also email us at podcast at film-book.com with Complete Works in the subject line or prestige. If you like what you're hearing on this podcast, please hit the subscription button. All right, as we do every single week, we're going to take a look at this particular film. We're going to look at some trivia. We're going to look at the cast. We're going to look at some box office success or failures, depending on the movie that we're talking about. And then we're also going to discuss, dive into the film, and, and go over analyze the film. And at the very end, I'm going to give you my thoughts and my review on the film. But like I said, before we do anything else, let's dive into the particular film and talk about some trivia with the movie Prestige that was released back in 2006. And like I said, this is Christopher Nolan, uh, the writer, director, uh, that we're going to be talking about in his film, The Prestige. So we'll start off with some trivia. So Chung Ling Su was a stage character created by William uh, Robinson, who was a white man who disguised himself as a Chinese man to cash in on the audience's uh, enthusiasm for the exotic. Robinson lived as Chung, never breaking character while in public. He died in March of 1918 when a bullet catch trick went wrong. My God, I've been shot, were both his last words in the first English he had spoken on stage in some 19 years. Nicholas Tesla was a world-renowned inventor, a physicist, and engineer. For a while, he conducted electronic—excuse me, electronical experiments at his lab in Colorado Springs, where he was also known for his erotic behavior. And we talk about Colorado Springs because you're going to see in the movie that is where uh, Tesla is uh, in the film. The word prestige originally meant a trick from the Latin pres. Uh, Parastigma, meaning illusion. The editing includes 146-minute time jump cuts in which the next shot either flashes back or skips ahead to another time period for the storyline. This averages to almost one timeline jump per minute in the movie. Sam Meadows wanted to do the movie as a follow-up to American Beauty back in 1999, which had been nominated for seven Academy Awards. Another offer came from uh, News Market Films on the behalf of writer-producer and director Christopher Nolan, from whom author Christopher Priest uh, had never heard of. Priest uh, was prepared to close the deal with Menace and when a VHS copy of Nolan's Following, which was his first film back in 1998, was delivered to his house by a motorcycle. Memento in 2000 was still in the post-production stage. Priest was impressed and chose Nolan uh, in part to also support a new filmmaker over an established one. So he was trying to help out 
basically a rookie, somebody that was new uh, compared to somebody that had been in the business for a while. Alfred Borden's infant was played by one of the writer, producer, and director Christopher Nolan's children in the film. This is one of three 2006 movies to feature magic and the magicians as a main character. The other two are The Illusionist in 2006 and Scoop, also in 2006, which also starred Hugh Jackman and Scarlett Johansson. Ricky Jay, who played a magician in the movie, coached Hugh Jackson and Christian Bale in their sleight-of-hand techniques. In the, hands, uh, in the Hands Vanishing Bird Cage was developed and performed successfully for many years by Harry Blackstone Sr. His son, Harry Blackstone Jr., also performed the trick successfully for many years as well. The main character's initials spell A-B-R-A, Alfred Borman Robert uh, Engler, as in abracadabra, a common word used by magicians. Remember as a kid, you go abracadabra. When Ali uh, is introduced, he marks a reference to a magic trick to, in which one person guesses the item in a person's pocket. The same trick fooled uh, Sertic's character uh, Goldman in The Hobbit, An Unexpected Journey in 2012. Alfred Borman takes on the stage name of the, as the professor. This is the nickname that was given to many magicians at this time. Uh, most notably, Dea Vernon bore this nickname, the man who many consider to be the best modern-day sleight-of-hand magician. Okay. Uh, in the bullet-catching scene, Harry uh, Distron is one of those is on the list of the performance under the professor. Dreisman is a fictional wizard in the Dresden Files, a series of books by Jim Butcher, and the basis of the Dresden Files in 2007. Included among the 1,001 movies you must see before you died, before you die, excuse me. This was written, produced, and directed, like we said, by Christopher Nolan. This is the lowest rated movie on Rotten Tomato at 76%. It has since been surpassed by Instellar 2014 at 71%. And I'm just going to say as a little side note right now, this is one of my favorite Christian uh, Chris, Christopher Nolan films. It's The Prestige, but we'll get into that in just a second. Scarlett uh, Johansson and Rebecca Hall appeared in two uh, years later in Victoria Christian uh, Barcelona 2008 and would go on to make appearances in the Marvel uh, Universe movies. When Alfred is in prison, his in, inmate number is D-23. The movie was released by Touchstone Pictures, a Disney uh, subnary. D-23 is the official Disney fan club. 23 refer, refers to 1923, uh, which is the year Walt Disney opened his studio. The cast includes two Oscar winners, Christian Bale and Sir Michael Caine, uh, or and two Oscar nominees, Hugh Jackson and Scarlett Johansson. This is one of two Christopher Nolan movies in which a character has a uh, two-headed coin. The other one was in The Dark Knight in 2008, in which Harry Dent, also known as Two-Face, uses one to decide the fate or the fate of his victims. When Robert Engler arrives in Colorado Springs, he is actually arriving at Darren Ranch in the town of uh, Marble in Western Kentucky, or Kentucky, Colorado, 
where the prestige was filmed. Colorado Springs is located in eastern uh, Colorado. The main ranch house and barns were digitally erased and train tracks added, so there was no railroad tracks uh, actually located there. Six of this movie stars played roles in several comic book movies. Christopher Balin and Sir Michael uh, Caine appeared as Batman and Alfred, respectively, in Christopher Nolan's The Dark Knight trilogies. Hugh Jackman uh, played Wolverine in The X-Men Files. Uh, Scarlett Johansson played Black Widow in the Marvel uh, uh, comics. And Rebecca Hall appeared as Maya Hansen in Iron Man 3, which was out in 2013. And Andy Serkis played Captain Hancock in The Adventures of Tintin, that was out in 2011, as well as Ulysses Kane in Avengers Age of Ultron, 2015, and then again The Black Panther in 2018. Josh Hartnett was considered uh, for the part of Robert Engler, one of two movies released in the fall of 2006 that featured uh, both Hewitt Jackson and Andy Serkis, the other being Flushed Away, also in 2006. One of the two movies released in the fall, oh, excuse me, Christopher Nolan's and Sir Michael Caine's second movie uh, together. This is the only non-Batman movie to date in which Christian Baylor worked with writer, producer, and director Christopher Nolan. <clears throat> Christopher Bale's character is named Alfred in Christopher Nolan's The Dark Knight tri- Trilogy. Bale plays Bruce Wayne, whose butler, played by Sir Michael Caine, is named Alfred. Christopher Nolan and Christopher Bale's second movie together. Uh, Andy Serkis and Jamie Harris appeared in Rise of the Planet of the Apes together in 2011. Let's see here. There's a cameo that uh, we'll talk about, and that is Ricky J. Milton. Uh, he's a stage magician. J. Uh, J- uh, Guinness record holder, uh, magic historian, and accomplished close-up performer. And he does not usually perform stage illusions. So here's a little uh, additional trivia that I think uh, some of you may enjoy. David Bowie initially declined the role of Nicholas Tesla when it was offered to him. Christopher Nolan flew out to him personally to tell him he was the only person that he can imagine in this role. And for uh, that, his larger-than-life uh, persona would make the ideal Tesla building a teleportation device believable. Upon hearing this, David Bowie Bowie changed his mind and took the the role. Sarah's line, I know where you are, was not in the script. Rebecca Hall said that she felt a terrible night right after saying that, thinking she had given away the ending. Uh, It is hinted in this movie and confirmed in the novel that the twins are named Alfred and Frederick, Borson, hence Alfred Borden. When Tesla's machine uh, machines are being exhibited in the Royal uh, Albert Hall, a man in the audience protests that Tesla's electrical currency is unstable. Later in the movie, the same man appears in Colorado Springs as one of Edison's associates, thus proving that magicians are not the only ones who hid within their rival's audience. Early on in the movie, Sarah's nephew asks of the bird, where's your brother, for showing the fact that Borden has a twin brother. 
Uh, Root Angler's onstage double announces that he has played Faust and Caesar in the past. Both characters were destroyed by their own ambition. The use of twins in the transported man magic show was in fact quite common when the movie takes place. In the novel, the machine uh, works a bit differently than it does in the film. It doesn't copy a person exactly as they are. Memories and personality intact, 50 to 100 feet away from the device's location. Instead, it does, in fact, transport the essentials of the person into a newly created body, leaving behind a seemingly dead husk. These dead husks are what Engler refers to as his prestige materials in the novel. In the novel, Borden's twins, who sneak under the stage, is not framed by Engler and does, in fact, wreck the transport machine uh, trick. His inference creates two anglers, one uh, sickly at having had half his senses taken out of him, while the other wrath-like being who can only be somewhat solid throughout intense conversations. In the novel, Borden and Engler's rivals begin when Borden wrecks a fake uh, since Angler is conducting injury but not killing his wife in the process. So, just some um, trivia that I thought you might be a little bit interested of when it comes to the movie Prestige. Now let's uh, actually look at who's in the, the cast uh, in this particular film. So we have Hugh Jackson who plays Robert Angler. Uh, Christian Bale is Alfred Borden. Michael Keane is Cutler. Cutter, uh, Rebecca Hall is Sarah, Scarlett Johansson is Olivia Winscombe, uh, David Bowie is Tesla. This film is directed by, like we said, Christopher Nolan. The writing credits uh, is Jonathan Nolan and uh, Christopher Nolan and Christopher Priest. Uh, that is who wrote the novel, Christopher uh, Priest. Now let's look at some of the box office uh, information. So the box office, we, from my research, I found it had about a budget of approximately $40 million. So the opening weekend here in the United States, it made 14, excuse me, $14,801,808, October 22nd of 26. It had a gross USA dollar amount of $53,089,891. Cumulatively worldwide, it grossed in approximately $109,676,311. The run time of this film is 130 minutes. And so, what is this movie about, The Prestige? You know, we have these Academy Award winners in here, Academy-nominated individuals. It's based on a, a novel. So what is the prestige? So let's look at the storyline uh, first. So it, it's in the end of the 19th century in London. Robert Engler, his beloved wife, Julia McCoughlin, and Alfred Borden are friends and assistants of a magician. When Julia accidentally dies during a performance, Robert blames Alfred for the death and they become enemies. Both become famous rival magicians, sabotaging the performance of the others on the stage. When Alfred performs a successful trick, 
Robert becomes obsessed trying to dis- disclose the secret of his competitor with tragic consequences uh, that we find in this film. So, when we talk about uh, the film of um, the prestige, you know, we the movie starts out just, just like we said. So, they're basically trying to help uh, this magician. So, Robert uh, and Alfred are Robert's usually on the stage, and Alfred is usually the one that's out in the audience playing uh, or being picked at random, quote-unquote, when really, in fact, uh, they're, they're just there. They're, they're stage individuals uh, that are going out and getting picked because they want them to be the ones actually doing the trick because they're the ones that's in on it, Right. And so, during one of the performances, like we said, Julie accidentally dies. It's one of these that she's in water, handcuffed, and out. Uh, Robert uh, Keane is the one that's uh, off stage, and you'll see him with the time clock, or a wristwatch, I, I should say, or a clock, looking because they know how long it's going to take, and they are ready to go out there and break the glass to get uh, Julia out. If something goes wrong with the with the magic trick, as you can imagine, like I said, something does go wrong and she dies. So that is when Robert and Alfred basically become bitter enemies. And throughout the rest of the show or the movie, that's what they do. They go after one another. And just like I said a few minutes ago, they, they basically are trying to sabotage one another. They will do anything. They'll disguise themselves. Uh, as whoever, they will pay for the information. They want the other person to uh, kind of fall. And th- there's a couple of scenes in there where Alfred, played by Christian Bale, does a pretty good job of uh, getting to Robert, Hugh Jackson's character, and making sure that they're exposed as frauds and they have this bitter rival uh, with one another. So Alfred... He's the one that has this this trick that Robert is constantly trying to figure out. And Robert is successful in stealing Alfred's notebook with all of his secrets, how he does all of his, his magic tricks. And what we don't find out until later in the film is that that is part of Alfred's plan. He knows Robert wants this information, and he kind of leads him down this this dangerous path. And like we said, we see David Bowie that comes in, plays Tesla in the film, and Robert goes out to Colorado and basically says, I am not leaving. I am not leaving until you're able to to make this machine. And so he's able to make this machine. And what the machine really does is when he goes into one door and slams it out on the other side of the stage within a matter of milliseconds, he's walking right out. And it's by this ability to uh, copy oneself, for lack of a better word, uh, that, that that occurs. And like I said, Robert and Alfred, they go at it throughout the whole whole movie. And, and really the, the loser of all of this um, I, I think it's really both of them, but it, it's really Robert. He's kind of self-destructs in the process, 
and it's Alfred who is at the very end disguised as somebody that is trying to help the other Alfred that's in prison. And it, it, Robert really just kind of eats at himself in the process uh, and, and really destroys himself in the film. And I think it's a really a, one of those great movies of re, talking about revenge, but yet by the desire to destroy somebody else, you actually are destroying yourself in that process. And so it was kind of an interesting take and a way that uh, Robert really dis- destroys himself. Uh, there was a few goofs in the movie that I thought might be interesting to, to everybody. So uh, Mr. Alley refers to Dr. Tesla. Nikola Tesla received his first doctorate in 1908, several years after the film takes place. Uh, the spider web shaped cracks that appear in the glass box where the character attempts to smash them indicate they are made by uh, a laminated safety glass, a material held intact by a thin layer of flexible vinyl sandwich between two sheets of glass. Uh, laminated safety glass was discovered by accident in 1903 and patent in 1909, well after the timeline for this movie. When Angler and Cutter discover playing cards attached to the bottom of their print pint glasses, the glasses they are drinking from are nautic glasses. They were designed in the 1960s to protect uh, straight glass from nicks and cracks when clean in dishwashers. So, again, something that was kind of ahead of their time. During the magic show where Alfred meets Sarah for the first time, on both sides of the stage there are statues looking exactly like the two guardian statues found in King Tut's tomb that was not discovered until 1922. So, again, years years ahead of, of themselves in this. Uh, the welder wire mesh is uh, embedded embedded, excuse me, in the fence of the laboratory at Colorado Springs was only patented after the events of the movie and could not have been available at the time of the film. So just some, some uh, historical uh, perspectives to put things in there about uh, some of the odd things that you might see in these movies. So what is the overall review of The Prestige? I told you earlier that this is one of my favorite uh, Christian uh, Nolan films, maybe my favorite uh, in terms of this. Um, so if I say this once, I'll say it again. I, I think Nolan, Christopher Nolan uh, does an incredible job. This is just his fourth film, and he is just um, he, 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 he just does a great job. Takes the book and turns it into a, a wonderful film. He's teaming up again with his Batman uh, begins cast of Christian Bale and uh, Michael Caine. Of course, this is going to be in the future. This is uh, after The Prestige is when the Batman trilogy comes out. Uh, he's joined by, like I said, uh, the cast of the X-Men, Wolverine, Hugh Jackson, and Scarlett uh, Johansson, who was in the Marvel series. Um, the cast already set tongues wagging as to whether or not they would be able to live up to the height of Nolan's long-awaited movie directed challenging the other movies about Victorian magicians, uh, The Illusionist. The Prestige is the third act of the many uh, magic tricks, with the first and second act being the pledge and the turn, and this movie lives up to its namesake to a T. The way the movie plays out, it's a huge magic trick, 
like I said, throughout the whole film, the only thing about this film that I'm going to say is that you have to really pay attention because if you're watching this at home and you get up to go to the bathroom or to the kitchen to get something, you could miss a very pivotal point in this. And I'm not a big fan of stopping and starting a movie. I think it really takes away from the flow. So once you start this, it's only 113 minutes long. Once you start the film, try to stay concentrated as you can because, like I said, this is one big magic trick uh, that you have to really see from beginning to end. And if you miss one or two uh, parts of it, you could really miss a, a couple of good uh, meanings of this. I also think the way that this plays out is that it really keeps the audience in suspense all the way to the very end. And when it does unfold, it's unfolded in a way that I think you reflect on and you go, damn, I didn't see that coming. Or, oh, yeah, that makes sense now. And so I think Christopher Nolan does a wonderful job of laying that out and unfolding it at the very end, uh, where you kind of scratch your head and go, oh, why didn't I see it coming? I did, but I didn't put two and two together. So so this tells the story of how two magicians, fellow uh, fellows, uh, appreciate each other, and then they turn to to be rivals. Unfortunately, they're, they're rivals. Uh, and they really go down the, the jealousy path. They're obsessed. They want to have revenge with each other. They deliberately attempt to sabotage uh, each other. They go to great lengths to do that uh, and to fight uh, to the very end. Neither one of them want to quit. Neither one of them want to give up. And I think that, that really shows throughout the movie as well that each of these Alfred and um, Alfred and uh, Robert will go to great lengths to make sure that they win at, at any cost. And you'll see this uh, played out in the movie as well. As the two rival magicians become more and more successful, really money doesn't become an object with them, and they will do anything to destroy one another in the process um, in terms of that. Uh, Michael King takes on uh, a wonderful role. He's an engineering role as Cutter. He's Robert's assistant. Uh, he does a great um, job of that. He does a wonderful job of being loyal, being creative. He's the one that comes up with uh, helps with a lot of the new magic tricks for Robert. And I, I really just think that uh, you know, without Michael King in that supporting role. I, I don't know where the film would be. I, I think it would have taken a, a, a different turn. Um, I think Michael Caine brings stability to that role. It, it helps make it a little bit more believable. And he was a very good, strong supporting actor in this film uh, in terms of that. Um, I think it also shows that Hugh Jackson uh, could play a dark character uh, as the two leads tackle each other. So Christian Bale and uh, Hugh Jackson. I, I, I don't know prior to, to The Prestige if it's something that we thought that Hugh Jackson could uh, take on such a dark character and slowly turning into this evil individual with wanting revenge. At the beginning, uh, Hugh Jackson's character is really likable and lovable, and he's kind of a happy-go-lucky and 
slowly but surely you start to see him turn into this evil individual, uh, this character that has only hate and revenge in his heart. Now, Christian Bale's character, um, I would say, for me personally, at the beginning of the film, yeah, he was kind of likable and lovable, but that's not who Christian Bale is. I think he comes already comes to the table, if you will, with a little bit of a edge, a little bit of a chip on his shoulder, and so that lovable character wasn't there, and he slowly starts to turn dark and evil. But I think he does it quicker than Hugh Jackson's character, in my personal opinion, uh, in terms of that. You know, uh, Scarlett Johansson, uh, she was she was great as uh, Robert's uh, mistress, girlfriend. Uh, I think she brings a little bit, let's be honest, a little bit of sex appeal, eye candy into um, to the movie that kind of really lightens it up uh, at, at just the right time. Uh, and then, like we said, David Bowie's appearance is is wonderful. I think he does a wonderful job as uh, Nicholas Tesla. He brings, um, I, I think, part of the trivia where we were talking about where he kind of brings that over-the-top, very believable uh, presence to the film. I think that is spot-on. Uh, he does a wonderful job as playing a Dr. Tesla, or just Tesla, uh, Nicholas Tesla in the film. And he just brings a little bit of uh, stability, I, I think, to the film in, in terms of that. But overall, I think uh, this is one of Christopher Nolan's, my personal favorite uh, of his films. I think it's this is... Uh, one of his better films, not that the other films that he has done is bad by no means. But if you have to rank films, you know, the top ten, I think this is definitely up there for me personally. If not right at the at the very top, it's definitely uh, one of the, the top two uh, for me in terms of that. So overall, on a scale of one to ten, I'm going to give this a nine. Uh, I'm not a big fan of giving just tens. I don't think there's really such thing as a, a movie of a ten. But this really, to me, comes as close as possible. I'd give this a 9 out of a 10. Uh, Christopher Nolan uh, does a wonderful job with the writing and the directing of the film. Great cast. Uh, Hugh Jackson, Kristen Bale, uh, Michael Caine, Scarlett Johansson, David Bowie as Tesla. Just a wonderful cast, well-written. And if you haven't seen it, it's not going to be a waste of your time. This is something I, I think you'll you'll really enjoy. The, the thing that you may not like, some people don't like these periodic movies set in the 1800s. I, I, I think for an hour, or excuse me, 113 minutes, you, you're going to be able to get past this and just look at the beauty of the film, and I think you're going to be pleasantly surprised and enjoy this film as much as I do. I want to thank you for listening to this episode of The Complete Works. You can find more of the work on film uh book.net, film-book.com, excuse me. You can search for Doug Hess or The Complete Works. You can also find me on Twitter at HessDoug14. If you're listening to this podcast on iTunes or another podcast service, please rate and review this episode. If you're listening to this podcast on our YouTube channel, Filmbook 
podcast, please like our video, subscribe to the channel, leave us a comment in the comment section, and tune in next time when I review and analyze another Christopher Nolan film. I want to thank you for listening, and we'll see you then.